0: There and welcome to the Citizen ATX Podcast. We're glad you're joining us today as we continue in our Coexist series as we talk about the principles of other comparative religions in the world and then look into scriptural truth to see how they align or disalign. So today with me in the studio is Jonathan Spencer. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Matthew. And also Lauren Ortiz. Hello, Lauren. Hello. And so today we are going to jump into what I would call... The most American religion. All right. Mm -hmm. And so we today are going to be talking about Mormonism. Uh, And so before you turn off your device and say Matt's a lunatic, hey, we're going to talk about this. We're going to compare (laughs) Mormonism to Christianity. And so I like to always ask this at the beginning, but do y'all have y'all had any? Uh, experiences or interactions with people who are of the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yes, they yeah. came
1: to my house, and it was not my favorite experience, mm-hmm. but it was it was interesting,
0: enlightening. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah one would say, yeah. <laughs> one would say.
2: I've had them come to the door. I yeah. will say too, I've just seen a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. My last church I was at, we had a church. Uh, there was a, a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints right down the road from yeah. them, so we we interacted with quite a few in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. stuff um, always very kind people. I will mm-hmm. also say that every time I've spoken with people in the neighborhood families, but, uh, but yeah, I've had quite a bit, but when they find out I'm a Baptist pastor, it usually ends the conversation. It, moves pretty quick. On pretty yeah, quick. it does move <laughs> yeah. on pretty quick. So. Yeah. And
0: so let's talk a little bit about then the background of, uh, Mormonism. So, and, and just so you know, when, when we talk about Mormonism, it's this, it's equivalent with the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day mm-hmm. Saints. It's this, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was founded as a religion uh, in the, uh, the 1800s by a man named Joseph Smith. Um, and so the, the way that the tale goes is he uh, had an appearance to him of an angel named Moroni who brought him golden tablets that included new revelations about Jesus uh, that the angel wanted him to be the prophet for. Um, according to their belief, Jesus Christ, after he was crucified on the cross, then came over to North America. And in the same way that he appeared to uh, the the apostles after his death, he also came and appeared to a Native American tribe uh, in North America that was a very large civilization at the time. Um So as a result, here in uh, eighteen, the eighteen, I think twenties, yeah, twenties, and then in the and eighteen thirties, when I think it got written down. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Now there's been this new revelation of who Jesus is and what his real intention is, and uh, Joseph Smith's role as the as the prophet, and they're given also um, more what they would call clarification about what these terms of heaven and salvation and family really mean. so, Jonathan, I mean, from just from the starting point, are, are there any red flags <laughs> that, that, that have come up for you?
2: I mean, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk through it. I mean, at the, at the core of it, it's it's a cult is what it is. If yeah. we're, and we can talk about that, what cults mm-hmm. are. But it's yeah. it's splintering out of uh, Christianity, uh, claiming mm-hmm. uh Claiming that essentially everything about Christianity and the churches as a whole were an abomination, and God's mm-hmm. essentially starting over, and it is apostasy yeah. uh, in its purest form, and and so there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, Mm -hmm. and even we can get into some of that stuff of the gold plates and Jesus coming back when, when we're told he's only going to come back once in the Bible and what it's going to be like, but this was a secret coming. Yeah. Uh, And then there's these gold plates that no one else got to see. Uh, They had to get returned. And then they went through one person with really no other middleman witnesses to create what would become the law Mm -hmm. uh, for this religion. So there's, there's a lot of red flags at the core of it. I will say, I think to me, it boils down to one person of Joseph Smith. I mean, you're putting, your stake, if you if you are a Mormon, mm-hmm. you're putting your stake in the validity of Joseph Smith's account and what he said happened on mm-hmm. that day, Yeah, um, which to me, if I were listening, it'd have, I'd have a lot of red flags, a lot yeah. of questions on why I should trust that.
0: Yeah, and some other things, like just even talking about their beliefs about God in the afterlife, uh, one of their early prophets, whose uh, last name was Snow, has kind of a famous quote that I think really wraps up the entire, like the, when we really look at the theology of what the goal of Mormonism is... As man is, God once was. Mm-hmm. As God is, man may become. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Mormonism at its base, and this was spoken by one of their prophets, so it can't be denied uh, because in their in their level, prophets are um, are inspired guys. Um, God is a being just like us that mm-hmm. did the right things, followed all of this stuff for Mormonism. He had uh, two two children, Jesus and Satan, and so then our whole Narrative of humanity is wrapped up in that, and our goal is to eventually populate our own universe, to become mm-hmm. our own god, mm-hmm. and to enact our authority upon whatever you know spectrum we have. Right. So clearly, <laughs> there's quite a bit that is kind of off um, as far as like religious practice. You know, they're, they they uh, follow the teaching of the prophets. They mm-hmm. they'll claim both. They'll claim scripture. They'll also claim, though, the Book of Mormon, which mm-hmm. is where the, the name Mormon comes from, mm-hmm. uh, which was supposedly the plates that were given yeah. to Joseph Smith. There's also They also have a religious text called the Pearl of Great Price, which I believe are other teachings by Joseph Smith. Um, but then not just Joseph Smith, but every preceding prophet has this role um, of speaking the words of God that have to be followed. A person has to be uh, baptized by immersion to be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, if you're not baptized, you're not saved. That's part of their, mm-hmm. their belief. And above all, follow the Book of Mormon. Um, you're not really saved by grace, but by following the Mormon rules. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's interesting that they don't. They they do have an idea of hell, uh, but their idea of hell is the outer darkness,
2: and it's, it's only the worst of the worst. It's the only worst. the worst
0: of the yeah. worst. So even yeah. if you're not a not a believing Mormon, they believe right. that you get to a. Um, heaven junior kind Mm -hmm. of thing or a purgatory style Three kingdoms yeah Yeah. the the three kingdoms were words that they also made up Uh, the telestial kingdom the terrestrial kingdom and the celestial kingdom Mm -hmm. and so much like some of our other works-based religions that we've talked about which ultimately you know spoiler alert every religion that's not christianity eventually boils down to Mm -hmm. works righteousness um, you have this ability to continue to level up to get more glory for yourself then when we come to the person of Jesus that they did believe that he was married to Mary, Martha and Mary Magdalene um so mm-hmm. Well, that's, well, even
2: before that, could you talk about how he came into the world, the conception? Uh, that, yeah, yeah,
0: you, you well, can talk about well, that.
2: Because well, at the end of the day, they yeah. they don't believe in a Trinity. Just to even go yeah. back a step of, of right. you know, not three in one. They believe three separate in that mm-hmm. sense, but and potentially thousands of gods. But you mentioned it earlier that God the Father they believe was a man that progressed to godhood. Yeah. And so, likewise, because there is that man nature, they believe Jesus was physically conceived mm-hmm. uh, of God mm-hmm. the Father and yeah. and Mary, and he came into this world. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just a completely different Christ figure that even entered, mm-hmm. it came into the world. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, they believe, before that, progressed into deity in the spiritual world as well. Mm-hmm. And so, completely different, Jesus of, of who they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they do believe that. That that work on the cross and those things, kind of to your point earlier, talking about how the, only the worst of the worst of the worst go to go straight to, well, mm-hmm. I guess what we would call hell for, yeah. for lack of a better word. Um, they believe that covers some in the yeah. sense of you know that not everybody's going to go there. Most won't, mm-hmm. but they don't believe in salvation through Christ. Obviously, alone, yeah. it's a completely different system. And
0: you know there are a lot of different avenues that we can go down. Things like the baptism of the dead, yeah. um, the initial uh, practice of polygamy, um, yeah. views on, views on race. You know, there's a there's a lot that's really baked special underwear. There. But I always I, yeah. like throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, so I would encourage you, listener, to go research these things because yeah. it is readily available. One thing I do want to bring up because when in my notes as I was working through this, um, we th- there are a lot of problems, uh, particularly with some of the truth claims that Mormons have, even before we even get to the the scriptural claim. Um, but the first one is that the book of Mormon has had 3,913 textual changes to correct inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. So where there were historical inaccuracies or conflicts, they, there have been many changes, uh, over the years. So for them to call the book of Mormon an inspired book, why is it so wrong about everything? Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be written in hieroglyphics, but Joseph Smith couldn't read hieroglyphics. So it's mm-hmm. that's a problem. Um, Another really bad one is that there is no archaeological evidence of these two massive Native American tribes that were also Caucasian that were in North America. Mm -hmm. Um, They they, they claim that uh, the original appearance of Jesus was to a tribe called the Nephites. They don't exist. There's no proof that they ever existed, Mm -hmm. uh, and yet they they claim that. And and I will say on top of all this, um, for us to understand kind of context uh, right now, it's estimated that there's 16 and a half million Mormons worldwide, uh, mostly located in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said at the beginning of this podcast that Mormonism is the truly American religion, is because it started and has been sustained pretty much within yeah. uh, the United States of America. It's it, it's been sustained mostly in the Mountain West. Um, there are there are some examples of them gravitating into Canada, and Mexico, and then they do send their missionaries all over the world, um, which is a compulsory thing. You don't have mm-hmm. a, you don't have an option if right. you're a male, and if you're a female, you have the option to get into it. Um, and so, off the bat, there's a lot of problems, mm-hmm. a lot of issues. But then, Jonathan, when it comes to scripture, let's start talking. Then, if if Mormons claim to follow scripture that they that they have the same beliefs about Jesus that we do, that the the that the that Christianity and Mormonism do not just align, but are the same things. Mm-hmm. What kind of biblical guidance do we have to work from here?
2: Well, a passage we are going to share today, there's a lot of passages we go to, but just to land on one for right now, uh, Galatians chapter 1, and uh, I'll start in, in verse 6 to skip down to the passage, but, but Paul says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven, there's a key phrase, (laughs) should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I will say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. And I think those verses i mean you can tell scripture is god breathed i mean you see that that kind of context there He's admonishing and correcting people for deserting, for giving up and following a fake, uh, false gospel, a different message of a means of salvation. He's he's disappointed in the church. Yeah. Uh, and this is exactly what still happens, that people desert the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ for a new one. Mm-hmm. But I love what he said. He said, there is no other gospel. He right. said, you can't distort it or change it. And he said, even if an angel from heaven would preach you that message, which is, in a nutshell exactly exactly what happened yeah. with Mormonism and I mean you can't pick a more indicting passage and in. And it's all throughout Scripture. I mean, in Revelation 22, I know we've quoted that in another podcast episode, but John ends his letter of the Revelation where he talks specifically about how Christ is going to return and exactly what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And he says, if anybody would add or take away from this prophecy, from this book, he will be accursed and thrown into the lake of fire. And once again, that's exactly what happened within Mormonism because they preached a different message of Christ's return, that it was a secret return, uh, through all the things that you talked about in the circumstance circumstances. Uh, and he gave a different gospel, which Paul said, there is only one gospel and those who will ever preach differently are cursed. So there's no way you can align it, I guess is my point. And to me, it's more honestly, just saddening that, that people do exactly what Paul instructed them not to do. They desert it and they follow something that he warned them would come that that would be antithetical to God's word. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So I, I have a quick question just going back a little bit. So they have the book of Mormon, but they also believe the Bible,
0: yeah, they they will claim the Bible, but they w- but what will ultimately happen is they'll claim that the Book of Mormon supersedes exactly. it exactly uh, because it, because okay. it, it, it and that's part of the even in the title when they say that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints mm. it's it's this idea that the newer religion that's come is better than the one that was there before. And that is a
2: cult 101 because what cults do ultimately is they start there with some kind of pseudo Christianity and they use the Bible ultimately Mm -hmm. as the foundation for them to add new truth that's better truth that goes beyond and builds on the mistakes that were made Mm -hmm. through the church beforehand and so uh, they use it as an evangelism tactic is really what they do oftentimes is they try to find the common ground because especially in the West and here in America most people have some form of a Judeo-Christian Background, even yeah. if it's just a basic understanding of there's a Bible and and they yeah. know who Jesus is in a general sense, so it's used as a tactic um, to really kind of hook people in mm-hmm. to say there's common ground, but then there's a pivot to completely unchartered territory that's anti gospel. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so I think one of the big questions, you know, with kind of the the layout of what we've talked about, is that you know, most of us have known Mormons and have mm-hmm. interacted with them, and i guess the question is how can people who are so intelligent and kind and caring like how is this possible why why would why would somebody believe this kind of stuff and even above that say well we are christians so jonathan how, how
2: do you how do you square those two things I think there's two things that popped to mind. Uh, one is the power of a charismatic leader. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this off air, but in my mind, I don't, I don't wish I would have met Joseph Smith, but at the same time, I would have been really curious to hear him speak and you what he wa- was
0: like. You would have watched his reality show. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I
2: mean, in all in all honesty, he had to be something. I yeah. mean, like his his charisma and his ability to communicate must have been amazing because uh, he captivated people. He did. Yeah. He he changed minds, and he had an ability to obviously communicate and inspire and truthfully the same stuff happens today I mean cults still exist yeah. things do pop up and at the core of every one of these movements is a man generally speaking that has really dynamic charisma that people follow and yeah. so I think it one shows you the power of charisma and really the danger of that when it's mm-hmm. not not uh, not put under the umbrella of God and his, uh, his sovereignty where he's using that mm-hmm. if it comes into other means it can be used for really evil and corrupt ways so I think it's charismatic leaders but then the second thing i'd throw in there matt is it's it's workspace which is comfortable mm-hmm. for us i think yeah. people like that because they yeah. can control it
0: well and to that first point really quickly i have just kind of a question like so if people were looking at the
2: orthodox church like mm-hmm.
0: the, when i say orthodox people who are of right believing bi- yeah, bi- bible believing yeah. christians right they people might look at look at those churches and when especially ones that have very charismatic preachers. Right. And they say, how is what they're doing any different than that? How, how is that not a cult?
2: Well, the litmus test always has to be God's word. Because I will say there's boring preachers and there's dynamic preachers. That's yeah. just true. And then most preachers are somewhere in the middle, really. Yeah. I mean, most most preachers are just guys doing mm-hmm. the best they have with the gifts they have yeah. to get the word out. And usually they're somewhere there in the middle of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. There are some that I think are dynamically gifted more so than others, mm-hmm. And I think God's used dynamic preachers. I mean, Billy Graham, good grief. That guy was dynamic. Yep. I mean, right. he was a dynamic communicator but he was preaching the word of God. It always comes back to testing. What is the guy saying? Um, Paul was actually the opposite. When he writes to the church of Corinth, he writes Mm -hmm. and starts talking about how bad of a preacher essentially he is and how, how they were making fun of him behind Mm -hmm. his back about how lack of, he had no really dynamic ability, but, (laughs) but somehow God worked through him and it was because the word of God, it's because he was preaching truth and God moved through him. So,
0: and and that's ultimately one of the big hallmarks when you're dealing between what is right Bible believing Christian, And what is uh, a cult Mm -hmm. is the ability to challenge that any Christian preacher, if they get up on a stage and they start preaching things that are not from the word of God, then that then a right church has the right to challenge that. Mm -hmm. And there has to be room for that kind of discussion and a cult. There is no room no, for discussion. It's, no. This is what it is, and if you don't do it, you're damned, and I'm going to kick you out of the community, yeah. which happens. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I, I think that's probably you had said the second point of what kind of draws people the to works. is the yeah. works, and yeah. and it's and I think a lot of times, you know, uh, we've talked about before that dynamic of going and visiting people in their homes and stuff like that, and the the evangelism aspect of it. That there's a lot that draws people to Mormonism because it is a very kind and very family centric. Group, mm-hmm. and when people come from very broken family relationships, mm-hmm. and they come from very from areas where there's abuse or where they don't think people care about them, and then this group shows up that does care about them, and look how, look how great these families are—they love each other, and there's a, and they have they have these great kids, and they're successful, and right. they work hard, and and people in their church love them. I want to be loved too, right? So there is a lot that people will sacrifice in their uh, pursuit of reason and ec- intellect where they see emotional acceptance. And, and a place for them. Um, and so I, I really do believe that that's a lot of the case for, for many people who are Mormon. It's that they, they're Mormon less because they really were convinced by the the, uh, the dogma of the, the Mormon church. More so, they just want to belong. Yeah, they want the end result.
2: Yeah. And, and I think the other thing I'll throw in there, too, you, you said earlier that Mormonism is kind of the religion of the West, of America, mm-hmm. in which I would agree with that, and that it was birthed here but i think it was perfectly crafted i would say mm-hmm. by the enemy yeah. for the west for us because it it strikes chords to that individualistic self-starter pioneer spirit that yeah. that is the american spirit that True. that we that we can go do it we can go get ours and go yeah. make it and go do what we want and pull ourselves up by the bootstraps well Mormonism strikes on all of those levels of yeah "Yeah, you can buddy here here's the path go do these things and then you're going to have as much as you earn go do it
0: and that was ultimately why Joseph Smith died was because he he was obsessed with the idea of founding this new Zion Mm -hmm. which meant him as his new country that was going to be the kingdom of heaven on earth ultimately he was arrested for treason and for frankly burning down a newspaper (laughs) Uh, and then the his death came because he got storm. He got stormed by other religious groups uh, that were not real pleased about that. Mm-hmm. Then ultimately, Mormonism moved out to the edge to Salt Lake City area yeah. and were able to establish their kingdom there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, there is this manifest destiny idea, yeah. this idea of I can be built up, I can be the American hero, I can mm-hmm. be all these things, and. I mean, you talk about a morally bankrupt system in that. I mean, it it, it just
2: that doesn't work. Well, and it's know? it goes against God's word because it's about me becoming a god. Yeah. It's about me making yeah. myself a god. Where. Peter tells us to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that Mm -hmm. at the proper time he may exalt you. So it's about him exalting him, and then he lifts you up in a spirit of humility Mm -hmm. that he's the one that will lift you up. And Mormonism is the opposite, that, hey, you can lift yourself up, buddy, um, and you can exalt yourself and make yourself a God instead of humbling Mm -hmm. yourself under the true God. Yeah. Um, So. It's, it's, it's a religion that I think is perfectly fit for all of us who mm-hmm. just want to build up our own kingdoms, yeah. truthfully.
0: Well, and I think one of the things, for those who are believers who are listening to this podcast, um, and you, you might be thinking, man, that's that's nuts. There's no way I would ever believe that kind of stuff. <laughs> the challenge, I think, is that when approached with different kind of what I would call Christianese words, mm-hmm. like these heavily biblical, heavily theological words and strange names and things like that, Do you really know what you're talking about? Like when you say you believe in Jesus, what does that mean? Like when you've been saved by Jesus, what does that mean? I mean, I I, I see the challenge of understanding what the Church of Latter-day Saints is all about is that really it's a challenge for us to understand our own faith and Mm -hmm. to say, you know, it's really not just about a bunch of words, but it's really about... um, this connect, this understanding that in Jesus Christ, we're saved by grace, that there is no other God, but him, and that our lives are designed to follow and be denied for the sake of following and becoming more like him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah,
2: I agree. And I think, I think too, it's important for us not to elevate ourselves to think that we're beyond that. Cause I yeah. think it practically does happen within the church. Well, maybe we're not abandoning the gospel and heading towards uh, towards a new cultic religion, yeah. there are beliefs that we let sneak into the church, mm-hmm. and it is shaped by culture and groupthink all yeah. the time. Um, mm-hmm. It constantly happens, you know, and I'll throw out the phrase, love is love. Yeah. That there's, some, there's a little bit of scripture in there. There's some truth, but yeah. it gets contorted and twisted, but we'll go with culture. And you could go down the list of hot-button topics, mm-hmm. uh, the tough ones, and churches are splintering over them, once yeah. again, because of groupthink and because of ideologies outside of the book that mm-hmm. are coming and being inserted into it. Yeah. So we're not, we're not above it and beyond it.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, for you believer, know what you believe. Know why you believe it. And then also have the ability to respond to it. I mean, ha- half of the reason why Mormonism has been as successful as it has been is that it took Christians who didn't have biblical literacy by surprise and in, in reality, when, you, when we talk about how have the numbers of Mormons, you know, spread, it's been almost completely through pros, what's called proselytization, where they go to areas that have already been evangelized by right-believing Christian groups, but haven't been discipled and grown, and then they come in and they steal away those that have
2: made,
0: have honestly tried to place their belief in Jesus, but haven't learned why and haven't and haven't learned the full meaning of all that, so that when the same words and terminologies are brought in. They have to go based off of what they perceive the people to be versus what truth they're actually yeah. saying, um, and so it, it's one of those things where friends, be thoughtful in what you believe. Don't don't be scared by big words, but use it as an as an invitation mm-hmm. to discover more about your faith. Because I think something that's always we, we try to say this often on this podcast, there is no question that God's not big enough to answer, mm-hmm. um, but there are plenty there are plenty of lies that sound real really intelligent, and so. Make sure that you're discovering that. Um, so before we go, I know we're getting kind of close on time here as well. Um, anything else that y'all have before we sign off for today?
1: I just see i I've heard it said best that uh, that each lie has a has a grain of truth. Um, and so I think as to to build off what you said and, and what Jonathan said, like you have to test it, test everything. Mm-hmm. when we see like Satan and just his attempts to thwart God, to thwart God, God's will, we see him use God's word. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a little different. And so I think knowing you have to, you have to know it. You have to look at everything through the lens of scripture, even things that we've said here. Mm -hmm. Um, I I encourage you to do that, to, to, to test everything. Um, because it'll just lead you more to, um, to God. He, he he reveals himself through his word and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah.
2: I agree. Know your Bible. Read your mm-hmm. Bible. Know your Bible. Go to church to learn some more Bible. <laughs> and surround yourselves with other people that will explain the Bible. Yes. It is the
0: best protection you can have. Mm-hmm. Plant it in your heart that you may not sin against God. Exactly. Yeah. So, Well, friends, thank you for taking time today being with us on this uh, Citizen ATX podcast as we continue the Coexist series. Uh, and as always, if, uh, if there are questions that you have or uh, different kinds of responses to things that you've heard on this podcast, feel free to direct message us um, you know, we, through our Instagram page, we, we do, uh, enjoy. And again, there are no, there are no questions that are too big that God can't answer them. So take care and we'll see you next time on the Citizen ATX podcast.